Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I woke up this morning to news that at Garner Correctional Institute, which is a prison in Newtown, Connecticut, in which um, one of my colleagues and friends is the presiding probate judge there over commitment hearings. I do them in Westport at St. Vincent's Behavioral Health. Uh, I woke up this morning to uh, see a story that somebody who was in the prison at Garner uh, had committed suicide. He had figured out a way to uh, tie a ligature, fancy word, I guess he choked himself with a sheet, something like that. And he was a relatively young man, and he was in prison because he had heard voices, and he had drowned his mother in a river. And he had drowned his mother in a river because he believed that she would have wanted to be drowned in a river because she was invaded by demons. And his strong delusional belief that demons had invaded his mother led him to try and save his mother by killing her so that somehow her soul would be extinguished from demons. Now, this man then went to jail where he was in jail and despondent. He may or may not have been given medicines which would have cleared his brain. And when his brain would have been cleared, I'm speculating, he might have then had enormous remorse beyond imagining for the fact that his sick brain had commanded him to do such an evil act. That is a wholly preventable tragedy because the man quite clearly and obviously had schizophrenia. And I want to talk about that because just yesterday I called a different kind of colleague of mine, a Dr. Christine Schapter, who is an award-winning psychiatrist who frequently advises the court and is appointed by the court to give independent analysis of her opinions of patients in commitment proceedings. The law of the state of Connecticut requires courts to appoint two independent psychiatrists to give them opinions, as well as the third opinion of the treating psychiatrist at the hospital before committing somebody. And the standard is that a judge has to find by clear and convincing evidence that a person is either gravely disabled or dangerous to himself or herself or others. 
And so I've gotten to know Dr. Schapter in a professional capacity over the last few years because she is a highly sought-after psychiatrist who does these kinds of proceedings, and there aren't, frankly, many psychiatrists in the state who are willing to do this. So because she goes to hospital after hospital and sees the sickest, sickest, sickest uh, people who are in the throes of acute mental illness. And not every psychiatrist wants to do that by a long shot. And I happened to have called Dr. Schapter yesterday because I had a very, I was very despondent about a case that had nothing to do with her. She was not sitting on the case. But I was despondent about it because here were the facts. The facts were a young 30-ish woman who had attended a, a fancy prep school in an Ivy League university and was in her 10th or 11th psychiatric um, admission when I saw her for the first time. And this woman uh, was admitted because she was psychotic and she was starting fires and she wasn't hearing demons, but she was uh, believing in certain kinds of magic that were very real to her and having grandiose beliefs in her ability to be smarter than everybody else and all kinds of other things that tripped up her functioning. And clearly, you're talking about a young woman with a great potential to contribute to society who started out with every possible advantage, uh, including the ability to attend these fine institutions, but more than that, her own brains and ability and talent to, to get her someplace. But she's been tripped up by this disease called, uh, called schizophrenia, and she has zero interest in admitting that she has it, having any insight into the fact that there's a reason why she keeps cycling in and out of psychiatric facilities, can't work, won't be hired, uh, and she's also addicted to marijuana, which is another very important subset of the conversation. So, uh, and she chooses to self-medicate with marijuana rather than take the medicines that are prescribed to her uh, because she feels that marijuana gives her power. She said that in the hearing. She feels it gives her artistic power and is the source of her artistic inspiration, and she won't give it up. However, marijuana induces psychosis and makes her disease worse, and it completely blunts the impact of any medicines that may already be in her system to try and keep her brain clear. But she doesn't want to acknowledge that. So the, I called Dr. Schapter yesterday because I said, between the two of us, I'm from a legal and she's from a medical, we have to do something. What we are doing, and the reason I was so upset about this particular hearing was, the parents are, have been very supportive and they love this young woman very much, but they can no longer provide a home for her to live in because it's dangerous to them and they feel they're not helping her and it's just not good. So they said, I'm sorry, we just cannot have her cycle back and come home and live with us. So then the institutions that play out, the hospital, etc., that's supposed to give a safe discharge, look at each other and themselves and they say, well, now what do we do? And the answer is they basically discharge her onto the streets if she's stable enough on meds with the foreseeable consequence, the foreseeable and predictable consequence that she will stop taking her medicine, she will become psychotic, and she will come back into a hospital or, before that, she will either be the victim of a crime or the perpetrator of a crime. Maybe she'll set a fire or maybe somebody will sexually assault this beautiful young woman in one of these very dangerous shelters. And I say to myself, 
would we discharge a cancer patient who had just had surgery to a homeless shelter? Is that what we do for people that are sick? Do we have no compassion or caring? It is a foreseeable consequence that this woman, if she's discharged to a homeless shelter, that something worse will happen to her. It is foreseeable. We know it will happen. We know that this person who ended up in jail, I guarantee you, had a lengthy psychiatric record, and I don't even know that person's name, the one that killed himself this morning. But I guarantee you that that person had an extensive, because these things don't happen right away. In other words, it's not like without warning, somebody goes and drowns their mother in a river. People know when people are psychotic and they're getting sick, and the warning signs are there, and the early admissions are there, and the community knows about it. And we have no place to put these people. We're spending millions and millions of dollars on so-called mental health like it was a basket that didn't differentiate. Are you kidding me? Mental health, from anxiety to depression, is a world apart from severe schizophrenia. And we do nothing about it. There's a very, very great doctor, Dr. Bruni Germain, who has been at the local mental health hospital St. Vincent's for many years. I think it's over 30 years now. There's a big plaque when you go in the entrance. And I consider him to be one of their great doctors after literally attending almost a thousand, maybe more than a thousand hearings. And he once said something to me outside the building after a hearing that has stayed with me. He said to me, there are no signs above a wing for schizophrenia. How many people do you know will donate their last dollar to help people in this condition? It is still the most stigmatized of diseases. The people that have it don't have any wealth. That's a guarantee they can't work, the vast majority of them. And if they do work, it's usually way sub below their original potential. Their families suffer largely in silence or in shame. And there just has not been a movement, at least in my lifetime, maybe it will change, to give recognition or dollars to this devastating disease. People don't want to brag that they have a relative with schizophrenia. They're perfectly happy telling you that they have a relative with cancer or heart disease, Alzheimer's or ALS. But, but schizophrenia is still a dreaded stigmatized disease. And so we don't pour money into it. We don't think about solutions. We don't have the kind of group home. So let me tell you what my vision is. And I'm speaking this to you but I'm going to be writing it as well. I have a vision for a network, a chain, a grouping of group homes modeled on what we do for people with chronic intellectual disabilities that they were born with. And what we do is very kind in Connecticut. We have a series of group homes with very competent agencies and some still employees from DDS itself. And the people, there are incidents of abuse here and there, but by and large, it's a system that works. It's a system that's caring. And it's a system that acknowledges that people are not going to change. They're always going to need 24-7 care. And it's pretty easy to see why and see how, because, uh, because you know that these people are born with conditions and they can't function for themselves without assistance. 
So we have that. And what we don't have, what we don't have is we don't have the same for people with schizophrenia. We don't have the same acknowledgement that these are chronic diseases, that they will always require chronic care and management, that when people are taking their meds, they can, in fact, be very highly functional, but only for so long as they're taking their meds, and they always need some supervision, always, always and forever, and with very rare exceptions. And if they don't have very close family support, which the majority don't, even more so do they need the state to come in and hire competent people to help them. And in all the millions of dollars we're spending on mental health, there's literally no one talking about it. So I want to start talking about it. And those are my thoughts of the day behind the wheel. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 